Welcome, Joel. It's very good to have you. Hey, guys. How are we all going? We are going great, Is I think. Is it on? Working? Are you impressed with the limbo? Yeah, it was awesome. It's really good. Incredibly impressed. We're just getting our list of questions for this very intense interview. Awesome. No. No. Um, so, Joel, would you like to tell us just three things about yourself? Cool. Okay, three things about myself. Well, for a lot of you guys, you may not know, know me, but uh, I am Joel Steenbergen. I am married to Pastor Grace Steenbergen, does a kid's way. Um, so, I met her at youth, actually, about Aww. seven, eight years ago. So, I met my future wife here, which is awesome. Bodes uh, it's well. Best, best places to, you know... Uh, have a good relationship, start relationships, but do it the right way. Pray about it, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I run my own business. Uh, so I run my own painting business, and I've been doing that since I've been doing it about eight, nine years as well. So do you mean that you're a, an artist? No, I, I just do landscapes. No, I paint houses. So oh, nice. <laughs> I'm not that creative. I just he stick to one houses. colour. That must be a very, very physically taxing job. It's it pretty good. Do you get to listen to radio all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. It must be kind of relaxing in the brain. Yeah, that's pretty good. Cool. So, Joel, you've got a pretty amazing testimony that we're going to hear about yes. soon. So, yeah. first of all, do you just want to tell us what it was like being a teenager? For you. Um, okay. So, being a teenager for me, um, I guess it was pretty difficult because my parents split up when we were quite young. Um, so, when I was about... 13, 14, my parents uh, divorced, so dad just left one day. And so it was just me and my two brothers and mum. So, but what did uh, kind of those years look like? I was playing a lot of soccer, I uh, played a lot of sport, I was doing a lot of stuff at church. I had um, been going to church my whole life. Um, and yeah, my grandparents had a farm as well. So every oh, weekend nice. we were out racing motorbikes or cars or. Bonfires or what? Oh, you know all the mischief racing stuff. Racing bonfires? No, racing cars, bonfires, and stuff like that. My racing my part um, was very supportive when all that stuff happened, and um, he went out of his way to make sure that we had fun on the weekends. Nice. And he was always the one kind of leading the charge to blow things up. That's exactly what yeah. every guy needs in their life. It is. It I agree. Is. That's good. Now, what led you to the decision to follow Jesus? I know you said you grew up in church your whole life, yep. but when was the point when you decided to follow Jesus? Cool. So I was probably in year three when I gave my life. I remember it was at a church called uh, New Creations, which is Eternity Parkway. What I don't know what it's called anymore. It's changed names a few times. Um, and it was Paul Stevens, who used to be a professional rugby league player, come and preach. And um, I got to meet him and I I gave my life when I was younger. Um, But as I kind of got older, um, I had a couple of, you know, just with family breaking down. And um, I always loved going to church. All my friends were at church. I didn't really have too many friends at uh, school. Um, You know, just the guys I played soccer with and stuff like that. But... um, Yeah, with that, I kind of stopped going to church because there was a... Oh, I just had a really bad experience um, at, at, when I was young, oh, when I was at the church, just with, um, yeah, they kind of just stopped going. Yep. So when I was about 17, I stopped going to church and went off into the, the real world, <laughs> not the real world, the big bad world. What was that um, like? Well, I wanted to be a musician, so I thought I was going to be the next Sex Pistols, try and take <laughs> over the world with an angry 
punk movement uh, that no one wanted to listen to, apart from me and my younger brother. <laughs> so uh, we did that, but um, uh, through those sort of times, it was, um, you know, there was drug abuse, alcohol abuse, uh, abusive. I was in a couple of relationships where that, uh, the other person was uh, physically violent. Okay. Um, so I was uh, in that sort of thing that, yeah, there was drug use. That I had a, used to drink a lot. Um, I got to a stage where I drank so much that my stomach would bleed. Oh. So I would be vomiting up blood um, due to a bad diet. And, you know, because me and my brother had our own sort of house because mum had moved um, to... She got remarried sort of thing later. and yep. So it was always parties at my house. It was party central every week because I, I was the only 17, 18-year-old who had their own house. Yep. Um, and, yeah, there was a lot of um, uh, alcohol abuse. So my stomach was got so bad that I couldn't... I had to take these tablets for six months to fix my stomach because I had ulcers all through my stomach. So it caused it... When I had alcohol or curries or things like that, it caused it to bleed... Yep. which would make me vomit up blood, um, which is not a really good good mm. place to be. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of like that. And then in the same instance, I got attacked when I was out at Kingston one night at about 3 o'clock in the morning. Nothing happens good after 12 o'clock, mm. the old Cinderella yep. thing. <laughs> um, so I actually got ended up, I got bashed and put in the hospital um, for... None of nothing that I did, nothing that I said. It was just a random bashing. Uh, so it was two two guys beating me up for about ten minutes. And then luckily a bloke emptying the bins from a pub pulled me in and found me a taxi and got me home. And then I had to go to the hospital the next day. Wow. Um, so that's the kind of lifestyle I was when I was eighteen to, to twenty two. And then I just kind of got just trying to fill the void I guess and and I got quite over it and and it just seemed to be that I would get these little scrapes where something quite bad would happen but it could have been a lot worse yeah okay and and there was like a few instances where I'd left a party or I'd left a certain event and the rest of my friends would have been uh, got all robbed or all got all bashed or you know uh, got something happen and and that some major things would go down and I would always miss it for by five minutes because yeah, okay. I always felt like, like even though I wasn't going to church, I still believe in God, but I always felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me there even though yeah. I wasn't really, you know, just get this feeling, i got to go. And yeah. then you get a phone call ten minutes later and then six of your mates have been put in the hospital yeah. and you're like, I missed that by like ten minutes. Yeah. So that's so, the kind of... And, and those guys did really heavy drugs. I wasn't into that. Yeah. They did, were doing the really heavy stuff, but mm. um, that's the kind of circles I was running in. And so what, what was the point where you thought, hey, maybe I should hit this church place up again? Like, um, So it all kind of changed because I'm a pretty adventurous person for those who don't know. I love to travel <laughs> and get outside and do stuff. Um, so I decided to go to do Kokoda. Oh, um, my dad done that. So I did Kokoda with a good friend uh, from who went to this church at the time, Jim Gray, and uh, we said, oh, we should do Kokoda, and then we, we actually put it into motion. And then Jim really uh, encouraged me to come back to church, and by then I'd hit rock bottom. I'd had a, a big falling out um, with, with, with a group of friends and, and with people. Um, pretty much, um, yeah, kind of pretty much the relationship had ended. And I never saw anyone else again. It was just like, it, it just like classic, oh, that's funny. 
Facebook's a bit different. Yeah. And then never saw anyone else again, so I lost about like 20 mates that I've been hanging out for about five years. Yeah, wow. Um, never saw any of them again. Haven't even seen them to this day still. Um, so it's just like, okay, I'm by myself. So that's where that was all kind of happening and lining up. And um, so we ended up going to start going back to church and we we're training for Kokoda and, um, you know, started getting involved with the music and, and kind of... It was one of these days when we were training for Kokoda. We went on a massive hike and um, me and Jim were having... We have great, great banter, like it's 90% banter, 10% serious. <laughs> and um, I said a joke that offended Jim and he was, he was, and it was way over the line and, you know, yet again, I was still very rough around the edges and um, he, he is... So, we're like, we're in the bush. We're like 20 k's from anywhere. It's not the best place to have a falling out with someone. Mm. So, he just hightailed it and just left me in the bush. <laughs> right? So, I was just like, okay. Yeah. And um, what I didn't know is that the, the Holy Spirit said, you need to leave him. Oh, okay. So, Jim just ran off, yeah. right? Just down there. So, I'm like, great. So, now I've got like a 15k walk back to the car. I've never been out here really before. I'm just angry with the world and I'm just yelling out like, Ugh, you know, just yeah. how can it come to this? Yeah. Like the one, you know, this is, I'm trying to get everything back together and whatever I do, I do it wrong. Yeah. And um, anyway, hop in the car, Jim's in the car, nothing was said. We just drive back. <laughs> it's <was> super <laughs> awkward. Yeah. And when I was in the car, God showed me like it was like a, you know, in the Bible has got Saul and Paul yeah. sort of thing. It was kind of like God in that moment, when I was in the car, just looking out the window, showed me all the people that I could have saved in five years' time of all the people that I'd met. And, like, you could have helped that person, you could have helped that person, you could have helped that person. Yep. And it just broke me. Like, just broke me completely. Like, I just cried uncontrollably for, like, six hours. Like, oh crazy. Yeah. Um, and then that's really kind of the moment where I felt like God just gave me a little slap across the face and like, yep. come on, wake up, mate. You've, you're so blessed. You've got so much to give. Why are you putting all your worth in the stuff that's not even worth anything in, in like five minutes later, yeah. you know? Um, so through that and doing the Kokoda and then... And then um, so we did the Kokoda and joined the, the leadership team here. I met my wife at church um, marry the who would have thought? Marry the pastor's daughter. It's like the classic <laughs> Hollywood script. Um, she didn't even like me when she saw me. She yeah. just looked at me and went, "Oh, he's scruffy. Yeah. He's trouble." Um, mullet. <laughs> yeah, I had. A, I used to have a, a wicked mullet too. Yeah. And uh, so yes, and that's that's kind of like how I got to to I say like when I actually started living my life yep. is when I got connected in a church. Yep. So yeah. Sorry, what would you say to someone that is in a similar or worse or even a little bit better yeah. sort of situation to you now? Um, I would say that you've got to be planted in a place where you're loved no matter what. And that, was, that is the church. Um, a place where um, we're similar-minded people, where we're all lost, we're all hurt, we're all got stuff going on. Um, I, I would say... Build your bedrock, build the foundations of your life on Christ because everything comes and goes. You can lose all your mates in a, like, without even knowing it, like just with a phone call, right? You can lose um, 
you can, yeah, you can, in a split moment, you can be put in a hospital. In a split moment, you could see someone take the wrong stuff and, and overdose. You can see these things. You can see all these things. But if you put the bed life, your bedrock, your foundations in Christ, only good things come when you build off that. Um, so w- with that, as soon as I got God as my number one, everything changed for me. There was new value on everything I did. There was new purpose in everything I did. And you know what? I didn't care what people thought. I, ca- I was not going after you know, everyone's approval, man's approval, my family's approval. I was going after, I wanted God's approval. I wanted his love. I wanted yeah. to know him more. And you know what? If people don't like that, then it didn't bother me because I knew where my value was. It was just in God. Awesome. If any of you wants to talk to Joel afterwards, he is hanging around a bit afterwards during the um, hang time later. So if you want to talk to him, he's available. Thank you so much, Joel, for sharing your testimony. That was brilliant. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Joel. Cool, cool. All right, guys. So we have a little item for you. 